Okay, oh, hey. we're good. We're Look at, <laughs> Look at we all these it. folks in the chat. We we, we totally we are totally doing late. a show. Yeah, yeah, totally. No last, you know, obviously last minute <laughs> technical issues that of course show up two minutes because I decided to show up exactly at the time we were supposed to go live. Oh man, um, I, I got to tell you, it, it, breaking fast and trying to make it to the live stream is a little bit hard as it gets later in the month. But this yeah. is the last last Thursday in the month of Ramadan, so uh, yeah, so two more days and we're done. Sunday uh, looks like is going to be the you know the celebration, the the, the first day after. So, I, again, I think well deserved. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of both. I mean, part of me kind of misses the uh, the whole month because it, you kind of get used to eating one meal a day, right? And yeah. um, th- for the rest of the day, you feel lighter. Like you know, you're not bogged down. You don't feel like you have to go grab food and all that good stuff. You fill your day with things to do, and you know now <laughs> kind of kind of go back into normal thing. But I, I also want to go back to my normal workout schedule too. So I want to get back into yeah. working out and stuff. Um, but Hey man, hope you're doing well. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out with us and kicking it with us for ahead of us. Actually, they showed up first. So, you know, yeah, they were all on time. They got the memo. Apparently we didn't to our own show. No. And, and even though we (laughs) tweeted it and and we confirmed it. Um, so yeah, welcome back to, uh, to the best of our week, episode 67. Um, we are your hosts. Uh, my, well, I'm TK Bay. And of course we have Juan Carlos Bagnell, Mr. Gadget, hey. no, sorry, some gadget guy, some audio guy and yeah, some, some LG I'm not chill Mr. guy. I'm not Mr. Gadget guy. That, that's, know, my that's, that's my dad. Ah. <laughs> you can, uh, I walked right into that. I, I walked I into it. that one. No, I know. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> It's been an interesting week, I, I, and I say this every time, but um, you know, actually, I, I want to take a step back. Sure. How are you doing? I, I'm we good. definitely never start. You know, we never even start. Kind you of know, I, I, I've been, up. I've been real, I've been real cagey um, mm-hmm. publicly about like the things that I can't talk about because oh, I've got a few things on my desk that I can't. The stories yet we can we can write and, and publish just based on the things you can't talk about. I almost made a horrifically stupid mistake jumping onto the stream putting something mm-hmm. up in a location that would have been clearly visible um so you didn't managed. have to say it man you could have just left it it's their job to keep looking behind you right you so know, where's looking. waldo see yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look beyond juan and see what he's so doing. i i managed to catch that one but no this cool. this week has been and i think we've been having a number of these conversations and i think those of us who are kind of keeping up with tech the the folks that are here in our chat right now I'm sure. um probably understand that as we kind of go through the ebb and flow of new product releases and cycles throughout the year yep. you, you we hit these windows like you know there, there hasn't been a release for a couple of months and then everybody drops a whole bunch of new things all at <laughs> once and then you kind of roll and 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 again it's it's new hotness then do, do recovery, talk, new though, hotness the, and recovery. Do you ever wonder if there's like ever this ever epic, you know, secretive meeting between all these companies? They're like, okay, we're going to be doing this in at the end of April before May. We're going to drop a whole bunch of stuff. You cool? Okay. You cool? Okay. I'm going to take yeah, Monday. You it. take Tuesday. You know, they never I, go I really on top feel of each other, right? They never. Oh, land it's very up. clear. Yeah. 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 No, they, but, they but I think be. it's more the opposite. Like, oh, that company thinks they can launch in May. We'll launch in May too. I think it's more like gamesmanship. <laughs> There's seven days point. left in the no, yeah. no, wait, what, what is today? Twenty eighth. There's not that many days. I'm I'm just yeah, it uh, May is like tomorrow. I mean yeah, that's I, it, nuts. It, it, well, dude, before you know it, you got I mean not this weekend, obviously, but next weekend we got Mother's Day weekend. Um 
and you know and for for me obviously you know this weekend is a special weekend as well because the end of ramadan and stuff like that so there's like a whole bunch of things kind of going on it's not like you know there's no shortness of that but for me and at least for us we both got a chance to play around with a a fun phone that we finally can actually talk about yes that we couldn't talk about last week make sure i don't hold up one of the things i'm not supposed to hold up hold on hold on let me see here i've got mine um and well, and, and also uh, for for Pro I customers or users, uh, Android 12 finally dropped in the nice. U.S. Um, although I feel Very like in nice. the other in other countries they probably had it months ago. Yeah, they had. I, I mean, they slow yeah. played the United States, but but we're also talking about this F4 GT. Yeah, and so I'm very happy that we both got. Hold on, because Sony gonna nope. Sony doesn't. Hey, yeah. Panasonic beat your Sony, dude. I, I can't keep doing it every single time. We have to kind of log in, and I have to. Well, I even have time. NVIDIA going, and it didn't blur it out. Oh, <laughs> do da day. <laughs> Dang it, NVIDIA. <laughs> okay, so I have to connect. I'll do my thing. We'll, we'll, we'll use Juan as the, uh, as, uh, the, the hand model. <laughs> the hand model? Yeah. Great. <laughs> Your check will be in the mail, sir, at a later date. But um, I'm, also, I'm also trying to break in that, that watch. Um, oh, again, yes. Not, not, not to air too much, too, too much of our gadget reviewing dirty laundry, but... Um, the Poco sent Bye. over this awesome phone Bye. and this cute little watch. Yep. And I never got a reply on okay. if there was some type of special activation or a sideload APK for the uh-huh. watch management software. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't been able to use it because it can't connect to anything. Even now? The watch, the watch doesn't connect. So, well, but I mean... I couldn't use it during our little Prior, brief no, oh, yeah, embargo no, 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 window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so had... unfortunately, I, I couldn't talk about it. And just like, it's it's a fitness tracker. It looks pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be getting that fired up, and hopefully over this next week, I can I can really run it through its paces. I'll be late to the Poco watch, but uh, the I, phone I think, has been a lot of fun. So. Yeah, the, I think the phone is definitely the star of the show, and I feel like. It's nice to see Poco um, kind of spread out into other things, other products. I mean, they've been they've done phones for quite some time, and the F4 is definitely a great. Um, yeah. It's a great gaming phone. I love the triggers. I love. the Did you get to play with the F3 GT? No, I got the F3, but not the. GT. I got the F3. I never got to play with the F3 GT. Yeah, so and, I, there was and a it definitely G- reminds me of another gaming phone quite a bit. Watch out! Watch out! What's know. in the water, man? Watch out! There's a lot of there's a lot of ferocious uh, animals in the water. Do, 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 we just got demonetized. Can I? I have to go the other way. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> ah! This this Spielberg. Spielberg's lawyers are right now. Did they just do an reenactment of Jaws and he actually just? You know what? And I like and props to us because we didn't show the shark. Because yes. that would have made it way less scary if we'd shown. Well, you, you still the shark. have one though. You still have a, uh, the Black Shark. I don't even have that phone. But uh, yeah, I've got I've got the Black Shark Four. It's over on the the bookshelf behind me. But that that when we talk about one of the massive advantages of Xiaomi as just sort of a global entity is this incredible parts bin that they can draw all these different little pieces from, and just how aggressive they are at stapling all those pieces into new new phones with like very very small. You know, Absolutely. sort of striations. There's a whole spectrum of devices. It, it the, felt... the the F4 GT kind of feels like one shark. of those phones that's born out of the advantage of having a gaming division and a high performance phone division and, and it, a budget division all sort of working together. 
and and I so in 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 comparison to some of the other Procos that we've seen earlier this year, this is definitely a more of a uh, powerhouse. You know, right? We're not talking yeah. mid range to budget. This is definitely trying to push the limit. But I was really surprised with the early bird pricing on the base model, four hundred ninety nine sure. euros. Like, what are you? Yeah. I mean, are um like serious? I mean. They're known for their early birds. I love the fact. I don't know how many people are actually able to get because I'm sure it's a limited quantity. But for the sure. fact that Matt, that it started at 4.99 and the and the, two, the 12 256 started at 5.99 mm-hmm. is crazy because this is so. Um, and it works by the way in the U.S. It's not like you have problems if you want to import it and you want to try using it here yeah, in the U.S. It's pretty. You're solid. not going to get 5G, but you're going to get pretty decent 4G LTE connectivity at least on T-Mobile. The way that, I was testing it. That's kind of where we're at. I mean, for a yeah. number of these import phones, and I wouldn't be too conflicted. I, yeah, I yeah. mean, again, the the signal and the reception, especially in my neighborhood, has been pretty decent. Um, yeah, it, yeah. it would be nice if we could at least kind of land some global consideration for sub six but that's the united states carrier game messing around with different radios and frequencies and, yeah and, and i know and i want to talk a little bit more about you know carrier conversations a little bit when we get into the uh nord sure. uh, later later on but yeah no a- absolutely uh and we've seen this for many many uh, many companies if you if you think about that uh you know they they realize that you know to, to release a phone if they're not going to just sell it on their own website and buy themselves and we've seen this with Sony, right? I mean, they did it, was it a couple of years ago yeah. when they did the Pro? And that was primarily on Verizon because of the, uh, you know, millimeter wave technology. But otherwise, they were sold unlocked. And they, I think they, they were had, a year behind. Had, well, yeah, the 5G rollout in the US was a year behind specifically because of that. They didn't they didn't want to play the game of which which technology do we support, which do we don't, you know. So uh, long story, like, you know, extremely short uh, or long, I guess. Uh, what we get now is at least with the major- with the majority, with the exception of the India specific devices, and I say that because of the when we jump into Vivo, some markets are not intended to be in the in the spectrum, and mm-hmm. that that one is a little bit harder. But I'm saying like you know Poco, OnePlus, uh, Xiaomi, um, you know uh, Oppo, most of those you'll get pretty decent you know 4G LTE connectivity on T-Mobile yeah. or on AT&T. Verizon sure. is definitely not in the game right now, but because there's a, the certification there. So I, I still feel, I still feel it's safe to say if mm-hmm. you're on T-Mobile or a T-Mobile MVNO, you likely yep. have the safest compatibility. Yeah. Um, Verizon has typically been one of the more challenging carriers to get activated, but most recently we've been hearing about how aggressive AT&T has been whitelisting devices for their network. So now I would actually be a bit concerned about Mm -hmm. um, trying to get an import phone on AT&T, even over Verizon. Um, Like I'd now kind of flip my rankings on which ones might be safer to at least try. If you're looking at some of these genuinely like wonderful competitive um, international phones that we just don't get flavors of here in the United States. Oh, yeah, because the, the F4 is not even intended for our market yet. Uh, I'm sure at some point people will start importing it and they'll sell it on Amazon and so on, or, or even mm-hmm. maybe B and H will start putting it out. But sure. so uh, I'll say this: Did you figure out how to get the uh, the LED uh, the uh, the LEDs on the back to work consistently? No, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I can even shoot video of them. Uh, I didn't I, even I, bring I, them I, up I, in, I, the, in so my review. I got one clip. I kept playing, and I realized this was this was the only time I was able to get it. Every time I launched launched, not every game specifically, Call of Duty Mobile. 
it blinks for one for one for, for like a and then goes away. So I caught that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I and I framed that like a picture of my kid up when he was born, and I, and I made sure to include <laughs> that when I talked about it because there was no way. It, it so it's 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 a hidden <laughs> miss, and I feel like maybe it needs just like software. I think I, I think the RGBs are a miss. Um, yeah. but both both on was... no, I'm serious. Both on the Poco, but then also um, you had. The Red Magic 7. I've got the Red Magic 7 Pro. And the Red Magic 7 Pro has these much more subtle Chevron Mm -hmm. RGBs on the back. Yeah, yeah. Which also kind of like what's going on with the Poco. It's like they're so subtle and they're so dim. Like there's... You you can almost say like, why have them? I remember when we had the big old Razer logo on the Razer Phone 2. And you could sit there and customize the color and the fade effect and everything you could do. And now I've got, like, brilliantly powerful RGB phones that you can barely tell. They've got any color accent or or color lighting on them. It's, um... So, uh, and, and I'll say this: the seven, the the seven that I had was also a limited edition, not a limited. It's a specific version of it. It's the higher end model that, like the yeah. uh, eighteen two fifty six, whatever. And sure. that one had RGB in the fan on the yep. inside of the phone. But my Pro doesn't. I, I yeah. got the version of the Pro that doesn't have the fan so, RGB. It just has the weird Chevron. The, it's, Chevron it's here. It, it's like just these little strips right here. It's a, it's and, a breathing. Yeah, it's it's more of an ambient mood said it's not you know hardcore gamer kind of i got rgb in the back of my chair kind of a, you know kind of a statement saying yeah it, it's it I, i'm not gonna say it's not worth it i'm just gonna say it's so subtle but i digress so, um so so you've been rocking the f4 gt yes i've been rocking the f4 gt we, the we've recently f8 gt cube uh, sorry squared but carry. <laughs> Right. Oh, you nerd. Um, no, but we've, we've recently also, I think we've been, we've been kind of over Venn diagram overlapping a little bit on some of the games that we like to play and test. Yeah, I yeah. think you're, you're still playing a, a bit more of the, uh, the battle Royale than I, I am. It's, and I think I'm time, playing a bit yeah. more of the arcadey stuff than you are. Well, you, you got me hooked on Undead Horde pretty hardcore yeah. now. I mean, so like Undead Horde and... It's um, such a good game to, to just run a couple maps on and just figure easy. out if it's, if I can it's jump into it. it and I can just like literally like, you know, do a hyperlapse, jump over 20, 30 minutes from now just to kind of go play with the game. And um, the big thing about it for me right now is, uh, you know, Battle Royales are, are fun because they're short. They're easy. You know yes. exactly what's going to happen. Uh, you know, PUBG is typically a 25, 30 minute match, uh, you know, unless I get killed right away. That's, you know, depending on the match. Uh, <laughs> I've been enjoying new state of PUBG also a little bit more because of the better graphic. Uh, Free nice. Fire is also another one that I started to play primarily because of Realme sending me a custom edition. Uh, so, but, but I, I mean, yeah, it's good, right? It, it, it is actually not a bad game. Uh, I, I see a lot of PUBG in it. So like as I'm playing it, I'm like, oh, the gaming mechanics yeah, is exactly sure. the same. Oh yeah, oh I carry two guns. Oh okay, so I can switch. Okay, well that's fine. Um, but I I will say though the triggers though is what I really enjoy. This is one thing I liked on the Red Magic uh, and even on um, ROG. Those triggers seriously improve the mechanics of the game and make it so that you can enjoy more of the display, which you're not covering. You know the claw kind of configuration. Mm-hmm. So um, it's customizable for each game. Um, and I really like the fact that, um, you know, uh, Poco didn't disable the buttons when you're not playing games, you can customize them to trigger other things. Like there's a double press and a press and hold to do other uh, functionalities on the phone that you normally would have to, you know, like this, like macro settings, you have four, but four configurations in there that you could do, uh, you can launch the camera. Yeah. See, I, 
Oh, so you did the same thing. The bottom one on the yeah. right. Guess where we got that from? Camera launch. This is this is all called Sony. <laughs> yeah. Because we. <laughs> I just wish it could be used as a shutter, so that you could yeah, actually use that's... it to take the photo. But you can still at least go back to the volume rocker for that. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't need a, a dual stage shutter, but it would have been nice to have just the single something. Yeah, yeah. Single I, button. I, I, I can totally see more functionalities there. Uh, but anyways, long story short, the experience for me getting into it was this was the first GT. So I've again I've, I've experienced the F3, and I think we both have. Um, and we haven't experienced like a standard F4. They went straight to F4 GT. Um, so the 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 detail, the amount of detail focus on them that really surprised me, from the angled cable, the the right hand yes. side, that is like, I mean, come on, it's like, so good. It, it's the right thing to do. Um, and also putting both or all four speakers, although they're putting the speaker configuration close to each other, they put them on the top part of the phone. So, you know, when you're holding your hands, it, you're aren't, never... aren't blocking. Yeah. Things now, like now, that. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to put myself out there because I haven't, I haven't done like a full hardcore audio deep dive on, on a phone in a little bit. Um, I'm like 87% confident in saying, I think the Poco F4 GT might be the best sounding phone of 2022 so far. Speaker size, I, I think, speaker wise, or are you talking about using? Uh, so, so I think, adapter? I think my red. Ma- oh, speaker wise, not okay, not yeah. for headphone support. That that's going to go to some other devices that I may or may not be able to talk about just quite yet. Um, the um, for when it comes to the Poco F4, mm-hmm. I, it's just ever so slightly. It, 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 the the Red Magic Seven Pro is just a touch louder mm-hmm. than the Poco. What what Xiaomi Poco what they're doing with clarity is nothing short of stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it doesn't win in just in terms of total output. But if I'm holding my Red Magic Seven Pro mm-hmm. at, at kind of near arm's length because I'm just a touch far sighted, so I find as I game. I kind of push my hands a little further away than, you know, our, our, that, that stupid assessment of like what your minimum focusing distance is for your eyeballs and pixel clarity. Um, when, when I'm playing, the 7 Pro is just a little too loud, but it's shrill. So I think I would actually have an okay time playing near max speaker volume if some of those highs weren't quite so piercing. Mm-hmm. When I'm gaming on the Poco F4 GT... It is so much fuller when I'm at that near that high level, near the maximum speaker output. It's not like I'm getting kind of overloaded on mid highs and highs where that's a piercing sound that I really don't like. It's Mm -hmm. it just feels like there's more sound around me, and and it's fuller. And especially in, in the low mids, there's just a little bit more clarity and detail articulation. So, so like I'm, I, I always do that silly uh, jazz clip mm-hmm. for my speaker tests. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone knows what it is. Well, because we so, many, so, so many people tell me to stop using it, and you're like, no, there, there, there's a reason I keep using the same track. On phone speakers, it's really hard to hear the upright bass. The upright bass always gets lost because either the phone is pumping out way more volume and it's starting to get distorted and you lose some of the articulation on it on the attack on strings Mm -hmm. the poco is one of the few where that it's not only that i can hear it it's that it feels like it's appropriately a part of the mix it doesn't feel like compromised phone speakers 
this is like yet another generational improvement where I'd say this phone easily displaces most inexpensive Bluetooth speakers if you want to fill a small office or a small oh, bedroom. I, it really is like a stunning bit of audio for such an inexpensive phone. I, again, it, 499 starting at 499 This is what's crazy. What's driving me crazy. Because I was really, I, I thought they were going to like try to shoot like a 799 or something like that. But um, and, and just for everybody's uh, kind of knowledge, we typically on any review, uh, most people, most companies never give us the price. So we don't no. know the price going into our experience. <laughs> so No, no, let me, let me, again, I'm not going to air all our dirty laundry, but no, no, the I mean, day, I, the day of the announcement, uh, the Poco team sent out, here's our final press release. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because I was literally rendering the video when I got it. It was like, okay, I could push stop on this render, just put in some text. Because mm-hmm. I know the phone's going to be a price conscious. Aggressive. Like, that's yeah, the yeah, Poco I, absolutely. label. Yeah, yeah. So I, I fire up the press release, and I finally skim down to the bottom. And Poco F4 GT in this in this uh, RAM storage mm-hmm. configuration, dollar sign X, 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 X. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the one piece of information I need. They, they want you What's to do the math equation. On. You're supposed to know... How to solve for X? If you X don't, over X times <laughs> four dot X X. Sure. It's, you carry. You take the X. You multiply by one hundred. Multi- then you multiply that one by four, and then you add another. You know, nine oh, nine for the other man. But but um, I mean, it was so in keeping with every experience that I've had. You know, it, it is. It's like, it's always, I guess I'll guess. It, it is, and um, and I don't know why though they do it, but I feel like yeah. in a way, it doesn't color our our you know our our narrative that we're going in with it. Um, I mean, I knowing depending on the phone that you're yeah. looking at. I mean, obviously, if we're talking about a Nord, we know Nord is what, what, very what bright. That means. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is not going to be over 500. It's not. It's probably not even close to 400. We know that when we're looking at the pricing. But then with Poco, because this is again the A Gen One, uh, they didn't go the Black Shark route of the 870. They decided to go full on with the new system. Um, I literally was expecting more. But they stuck. Yeah. They stuck to their to their guns. With with, like with a with an eight Gen one, I was expecting higher. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, their early bird pricing should not be taken. I mean, just like we shouldn't be looking at Samsung based on sales or trade ins. Yeah, yeah, we should be comparing phones MSRP to MSRP, and we can expect those prices to kind of climb a little bit more into like Pixel six territory. Oh, absolutely. Once, the um, the twelve fifty two fifty six. I think yeah, for sure. But but again, this is an aggressive launch with aggressive hardware and and i think it's exciting in that it demonstrates yet another for me this is yet another example of a category of phones which has competition Mm -hmm. um we we should be celebrating this phone does not feel like a red magic it certainly does not feel like an rog and there's even a, a little bit of a separation just that little crowbar um, between this and a Black Shark. And so here we are. If you're into gaming, you've got any number of premium tier phones that can rock some awesome gaming experiences. Sony's can rock some amazing gaming experiences. And then we've got a quartet of, you know, like like edge of the bell curve, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you care about gaming on mobile to a degree where you want this kind of hardware to satisfy better control of your games... It's not just one phone that exists out there in some weird space. We've got four or five. Yeah. I mean, I was forgetting about the Lenovo. I mean, you could look at oh, the, the Legion phone also. Legion phone, so, yeah. so this to me is, is again, I mean, like, this is a good data to point to where we can say, 
a phone is not one thing. There, there's a spectrum yep. within a genre of phones. We should be looking at that for, for better competition. Gaming phones actually represent something kind of unique that I think has been flying under the radar in our more sort of mass market general sales figures, what phone sells the most mm-hmm. kind of conversations. I've got two phones on my desk right now that absolutely excel at playing games. They're great for emulation. They're awesome for console and PC ports. They're really good for media playback if you want to stream video. Um, The cameras are good enough. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. And I I will say that the the F4 is definitely... The cameras are are decent cameras in good light. They're good. They're they're good. well, I mean, no, what I meant to say is like, you know, the, the camera stack isn't really built to be a, a flagship camera experience. I think not at these prices. Good, no, but that's what, that, <laughs> what you need to ex- kind of expect that. Um, it, it still actually does perform quite well with at least the, the primary shooter in the back that gives you pretty good experience. Yeah. Um, I, I still am. Um, so it, it, it's a gaming phone at, at its core and you should consider it and measure that, uh, you know, what you're getting there as, as that category. It's not trying yeah. to be, it's, it's GT, obviously. It's not supposed to be, uh, you know, a standard thing like an F3. Or we're not talking about an Ultra, like a Mi, Mi 12 Ultra or something like that. Um, and once that becomes kind now, of a, a thing. Gregory really needs to know, TK, uh, HDMI output. I didn't get any, No. I, I could not get it to put not, a signal out. To not even not even my... screen mirroring. Yeah, not even a screen mirror. Uh, you have a button in there that lets you cast to a display. Yeah. So you could cast your screen over Wi-Fi, but direct Which... connection? And, see, and, and don't we think this is a little bit silly? Because gamers are exactly the kind of people who are going to look at any microsecond of delay as a total deal breaker if you were trying to throw an image to another display. Like, they are exactly the group of people who will plug cables into things that other consumers don't think they need cables for. Exactly. That's what gamers are. Gamers are not afraid of dongles. They're not afraid of wires and stuff. This is literally all they do on their PCs. They're, like, wiring and getting things set up. Um, yeah, so, the, the rest of the family can use the Wi-Fi. I have an Ethernet jack, and I will not have lag in my competitive gaming. Speaking of which, um, Red Magic does have a dock that allows you to plug in a headphone jack that that enables, uh, you know, full size, uh, uh, you know, or uh, it's not a headphone jack, but uh, like an um, I don't know why I'm calling it an RJ forty. It's an RJ forty five, right? The for no, the Ethernet RJ forty five is Ethernet. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's a dock that allows you to plug in an RJ45, but I don't yeah. know why it was blanking on Ethernet. I, I Like, as long as you've got USB 3, mm-hmm. you should be able to support. I mean, I, I was even, I had to do uh, Ethernet on my V60 yeah. for some of the streams that I was running off of that phone. For whatever reason, it just did not like um, my Wi-Fi router at the time. And the only way I could get stable upstream on the V60 was literally to plug in an old school uh, Ethernet yes. adapter. Yeah, it's no, like the, no. what I used to use on my old Razer laptop when they got rid of the Ethernet port. I would plug that into my V60 through a dongle, and like, okay, I guess now I can upload from my V60. No, so it, it's 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 kind of silly, but like, um, you know, those kinds of considerations. Again, we're we're talking. There are so many different sort of flavors of different phones, and within gaming phones, there are like five major contenders. Um, 
Definitely. I feel yeah. I feel like there's a purity to the red magic conversation where it's like no compromises. You're going to get what you ask for, even if you don't really want what you ask for. Mm-hmm. But it has a few extra little focused performance touches. Charge separation, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, yep. video out um, through the USB-C port. Yep. To me, that that's just like a purity of gaming conversation that takes one small step above what the F4 GT brings to the table. But yep. the F4 GT is going to be a less expensive phone in most of the markets where they might go head to head. Yeah, no, and I think that's just that's the the reality of how you get the flavoring of it. Um, Poco is still trying to stay true to the experience that they've, you know, their fans are expecting from them, the bang for the buck type of experience, regardless of what they release. I mean, even yeah. with the watch that they released, or oh, speaking of games, sorry, I, I like I have this massive, <laughs> massive book. Hey, look at that! Um, that looks fancy. A custom edition Red Mag- uh, Poco, not Red Magic, Poco Buds Pro with Genshin Impact uh, flavoring, uh, you know, and hold on, like, can we get this thing to go? Yes, we can. Goes. That's hilarious. <laughs> and it's the little backpack that's strapped oh for, your, for, your, for your belt. That's adorable. <laughs> or even, or I don't even know to... anything about Genshin other than it's just anime girls running around and it's, fighting monsters it, and stuff. It, it, that, that's and even that's that, like... I, like I would want to get that just for my daughter. Lex would Dude, love that. Uh, for me, it was like totally like I was like, oh my god, did they know I like the game? Is that what this is? Uh, and it's themed all down to like even to the buds himself. <laughs> and the boot up <laughs> sound, cute. the and the audio sound when it boots up, it's Keely's sound. Mm. It's like, hey, how you doing? And and it has a whole bunch of different. Like I mean, who does that? <laughs> Like seriously, like this is theming correctly. This is when you do a collaboration with a game. You don't yeah. just put a sticker on the box and it's like, "Hey, congratulations!" No, no, no. They spent time. They 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 developed it. This backpack is way too cute. I can't. I cannot. I will never use the backpack because I don't want to ruin it's, it. But the it's so cute. Is. He's odd because he can't even. <laughs> I can't even. You know that's how Love we do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aditya is in the chat. Um, hey, I see a whole bunch what's of up, Aditya? Uh, we have Michael, Aditya, Farhan's in the chat, um, and we see uh, Michael Corian in there, and oh, Gabuletta's in there as well, Barry Johnson, mm-hmm. Michael Peppertech. Yeah, we uh, got a good crew. Greg, yeah, dude. I'm, thank you, for everybody, for taking your time, uh, you know, of your, obviously, Thursday evening, uh, or, you know, depending where you are, uh, to hang out with us, because I know Aditya's already kind of in Friday, so he's ahead of us uh, yeah. quite a bit. Uh, so thanks, Aditya, so for kicking it with us. Time traveling into the future. But yeah. um, I, I got to say, this this has been sort of a refreshing change of pace. Yeah. Um, looking at, 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 at phones that I, I think are good crossover devices, mm-hmm. there is a... The, I, I feel like there's a quiet but growing argument for a specific type of gamer yeah. who might be looking at a one purchase. You know, maybe they don't want to buy a cheaper phone and a Nintendo Switch for some of the games that they really like to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think increasingly we're getting to that point where even for some of the compromise, because, because there are gaming compromises using your phone. It's oh. things like you're, you're constantly managing multiple power settings. If you nuke your battery, that also nukes your communication. So, I mean, uh, having to, to deal with distractions while you're trying to focus on your entertainment. Obviously there are still some, some pain points in yep. that mobile gaming experience, but 
playing with some of these phones that can really do some surprising things um, with, with game performance up and above what we would expect from a Nintendo Switch. I think we've, we're getting to that point where it's really not that crazy of a consideration for someone to say, hey, I want to spend like $700 on one of these as opposed to buying a Nintendo Switch and a, an, a, a much lower tier smartphone to go with it. I, I feel like we're kind of there. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And before I forget, because it just popped into my head, any information on the Steam Deck? This week on Steam Deck Watch, Juan obsessively goes through all of those weird online communities that say they can predict based on your pre-order ID code when your order will ship and has found no satisfaction. I have no idea when that thing's going to arrive. It reminds me of I'm this quarter, though. (laughs) This quarter? The one that... Wait, hold on. Oh no, yeah, yeah. we started it. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, like, wait, didn't we just finish a quarter? Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, no, I'm saying it because it reminded me when I was waiting for my Tesla. Because back in, was it last year when we ordered? There was that. Yeah. It, it's 30 days or over like 30 days, but it still felt like it was an eternity. And I was on on boards and stuff like that. And everybody was predicting. I was like, okay, mine is ordered this with F. You know, if you have an F letter in there, that means it's going to be coming from Fremont, and then, and then you can act like, like oh, come on, but. um <laughs> I, I know when, when, whenever you know the hotness does actually show up, um, I, I know that you will be definitely very happy. And I, oh, yeah, yeah. from what I've seen at least so far, would you know, I we definitely should try hooking up a GP, uh, you know, an external eGPU to this thing, and seeing what we can do with an RTX thirty eighty. <laughs> I'm tempted. Uh, yeah, um, just, I want you, you to run Doom in full settings. So the 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 process actually doesn't look as bad. Is what I thought it would be, but you do have to gut the the Steam Deck, pop out the built-in storage, use that as your PCIe lanes to connect oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the eGPU, and then you've got to find um, you've got to find an operating system that run off of the SD card, and then you're horrifically CPU limited, and I still want to do it so bad just to, yeah. <laughs> just, to just to do it. It's Just it's insane that, that that kind of like that level of hardware hacking. Just you, just you because you can. Thirty eighty Ti, bro. I mean, come on. It'll be like one of those flexes. You walk you walk into a room. You have the Steam Deck, but then you have a massive box coming in with like a strap right. on the back. <laughs> Let's play. Now I need mains outlet. Do you have a washer and dryer circuit I can hook up to? I, yeah, Let's I was told this. I need a two forty two forty amp. But... Uh, but no, speaking of, speaking of the car, there is a good, I don't know, I can say all I want because it's me, not me predicting it, but uh, I was told uh, that the car should be, uh, or the battery that uh, the battery that's being replaced should be delivered to them on Tuesday. And they said they only needed a day to get it installed. So hopefully by Wednesday afternoon, okay. I will be rejoin. I will be rejoining, <laughs> you know, the, the existence that is Goku and uh, we'll be able to bring him back. Love it. So, yeah. Well, I'm uh, glad to hear it because for a while there, it sounded like the original estimate was going to be way further out. Yeah. Six weeks. I was like, what are you? I mean, and honestly, it just, it, I didn't think it was going to be that hard, but it, it they just don't stock the new batteries. Apparently, I think they stock probably batteries for older cars that are more likely to have this issue, but mine was yeah. a weird situation. So, um, but yeah, so hopefully next week, by the time we talk again on Thursday, um, I will be in a much more happy or even happier mode mood. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe even the car. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, so one of the other things that also came to happen, I mentioned to you uh, earlier, Android 12 finally landed on the Xperia Pro uh, I -hmm. here. And not a lot of differences other than, I mean, what we've seen already with the 1 Mark III and the the 5 Mark III. It's basically very much more uh, closer to Material U, but not exactly. We're not getting any of the Material U Yeah, Sony's not spending any ounce of effort on like fancy skins or anything. So whatever, (laughs) whatever... To whatever basic tools Google is delivering as part of the operating system itself. It yeah. seems to be all Sony is really trying to accomplish. What I think is funny, everyone who complains about the notification shade only having eight um, uh, toggles, toggles when you slide down on your quick toggles, that's actually an improvement for Xperia owners who used to only have six. When you would swipe down again, you'd only get six it's toggles, six. even though they were way smaller. So we actually improved the, the density actually, of control I, I screen actually, resolution. The one-handed functionality of it is very nice. And the fact that you know the settings at the bottom is no longer at the top, you're able to click on it, you can actually access it. Yeah. I, I like the ergonomics of I, it. I'm, I'm being real cheeky, but I mean, I, I've got it on the Xperia 1 Mark II, and you're like, yeah. I'm digging it. No, I, yeah. I actually do think that this, funnily, you know, it wasn't as much of an improvement, and I understood why people got real cranky on Pixels um, and on some of these other phones that had, like, different or more customized UI for things like the, the notification toggles. It's just funny. It, it's a, it was an improvement over Sony's stock experience to go to Android 12 and, and see this material U layout actually add more functionality to that surface area yeah and and utilize it for what it's worth uh, because of the longer skinnier form factor you get better control but um so that was a very nice thing for you know i woke up on it it was like wednesday and i was like hey i got the update hey um, there was also another... i know i mean like even as as, as like late last week mm-hmm. we were still like what the heck this is this is too expensive of a phone to be kind of held into and this, I, much I wasn't of a really, pattern. yeah, and I didn't really think like they would they would have so many, um, so many customers that had, that are that they would have so many variations. I mean, I would assume, yeah, you know, the the one Mark three, the you know, the one Mark, the sorry, the five Mark two II, Mark threes, all those, those typically go to multiple regions. The Pro I wasn't really, uh, I, I didn't, I, it was a very more niche of an experience, right? It's it's intended to work with the camera, with the display on the back, with the grip, and a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, we never got any of those features, to, you know, when we got um, Android twelve on the one Mark three, so. The biggest thing that I feel like the I was looking for here is what improvements they were going to add. That was primarily it: uh, software experience, you, you know, one-handed functionality, Android 12. Uh, but I think everything else, for the most part, stayed the same. We got obviously the the controls, the toggles to turn off camera and microphones sure. and stuff. Uh, but it's a solid phone. Uh, battery, I'm still kind of a couple of days into it, so I'm going to see how that goes. Um, I am, on the other hand, I will say uh, real quickly, um, Samsung's having some kind of problem with their Android. With their uh, updates within the last month in month in April, we've mm-hmm. received four updates, and I'm still having battery problems with the phone. Like the battery drain is no. much stronger. I, I was reading on someone else's blog about how amazing Samsung software is that all of these updates reportedly fix the problems you're having. So you must in have one, a yeah. bad phone. So four updates and, in one month makes perfect sense. That's how and, they work. Well, I mean, but that's also you know Samsung does the best updates. The best, so, is, best is the best. If, if Samsung has to put out four updates, then other phones are worse because <laughs> they don't put out any. No, I it just it it it's surprising the amount of updates I was getting in one month. I was like, how often? I, 
I, I know I'm I'm the Samsung hater guy, but this is one of the things that frustrates me about how we report on this stuff is we don't do a great job following up. We get the update, we look at the notes, if there are any notes, and then we just kind of regurgitate whatever the PR was for that. And so when Samsung is putting out numerous smaller OTAs like that, as an old school engineer software head, my mom's got you know a master's in computer science, like that's not a good sign. That to me seems like, a division that's scrambling to try and get ahead of some of the issues with this product. And they're rapidly kind of dog fooding these fixes with paying customers. It, it doesn't look as aggressive, but genuinely, I mean, with the exception of the pixel six, like you wait a month and then a pixel update comes out and stuff genuinely gets better, and new features come to the phone, that to me is is the hallmark of like a patient application of software improvement that doesn't seem like it's scrambling or reacting. I am grossly oversimplifying for what billion-dollar corporations are going through with the divisions and the teams that all have to work together, coordinate on this stuff, push stuff out to carriers. This is not easy. And I'm not just trying to say, like, oh, well, Samsung sucks, ugh. Um, but I don't think Samsung has been putting out better software over the last two years. I just think they put out more software and it's such a flurry of activity. It's kind of hard to pin down when there are systemic issues with Samsung products versus someone who just has a bad unit or defective unit, or really just needed to get their phone sent in and and maintenance or replaced. But that kind of caught some type of a conversation and got blown up by an echo chamber. Um, This is, is, is to me not a good software delivery strategy. And I really wish Samsung would follow like Motorola's or or even Google's um, uh, example and put more of their individual components in in, in, like, let them update directly either through the Samsung app star or through Google play. Yeah. Because this OTA strategy that they've got right now where you kind of roll big chunks of the phone into an OTA and then small little patches come here, Google Play services come comes there, Google is updating individual components, but we know Samsung heavily customizes everything about their UI. I don't think the South Korean strategy has legs. I, I think this is absolutely an aspect of so- Samsung software support that needs to die in favor of something that's more nimble, that's mm-hmm. more adaptive, and that can react better than the way that they're currently pushing out updates. No, I absolutely. And, and I can see that they're scrambling. This is the first thing that kind of hit me. It was more about what's going on and what's happening. But then the first couple didn't really do much for me and they weren't really doing much on the system. So we're like, oh, it's okay. Everything's good. By the third one, though, my battery started to drain massively, like much faster. I couldn't get mm-hmm. to maybe half a day and I had to actually put it back on the charge. It drops under 50. Um, and I typically go through all day and then until the next morning and I have 30% and I can't do that. Yeah. So, um, well, so I, yeah. I want to hit this from, from Farhan. Um, yeah, yeah. It brings up an interesting question. Would you rather have minor, minor multiple updates or one major update? I'll go first. Um, okay. I want as many individual components of the operating system and the specific hardware of the phone and the technologies of the phone to be updated individually mm-hmm. as, as, as fixes arrive. 
it's interesting to me that literally even Qualcomm is starting to update very small parts of their SOC. Uh, the Qualcomm Voice Assistant is mm-hmm. a part of their AI stack. That is now being updated directly to phones through Google Play. Yeah. So to me, the future of, of software support on Android should not look like Apple OTAs. It should look like a flurry of little app updates in Google Play so that no matter what component of your phone is being addressed, if there is a fix, if there is a security threat, if there is a patch, or if there's just a feature improvement, as soon as it's done, it can be pushed out to your device directly free of, uh, of uh, interaction from the manufacturer, from the or carrier, you, yeah, or from any carrier. other entity. I, uh, I actually second that motion. I think it, this is how it should be because the way we have it right now, it is very, the system is somewhat broken, I feel like, in a, a little bit, especially if you have a, a carrier version of the phone. Right. If you're buying a lock, you you may have yeah. a little bit of better. It's it real bad with the carrier well, because you're, you're having to go through so many stops. Right. I mean, normally you have Google releases the sub, uh, software. Right. We get a new version of Android or we need we get, you know, like the security patch update for insert month name. But then OEMs have to put that on. You know, they have to put their own customizations and put that out. So there's already a setback. Samsung's been really good about it because I think they get to work with Google a little bit more. Um but then insert, you know, T-Mobile in this situation. The last update, there was four that were released in April. I still haven't released the fourth one because T-Mobile has to receive it, has to install their stuff, add their own information in there and all the other stuff that they normally add. And then they can push this update back to us for us, the users of the uh, of the device. One of the things I really had, um, I really regret doing this time is going with the T-Mobile variant of it. I had stopped going locked devices for so long but the $200 discount that I was able to get with the T-Mobile was just too compelling. For um, sure. And now I'm paying for it as opposed to where you're realistically, you know, <laughs> it, it's weird. Like you're paying for it either way. You save the money, but you pay for it in, in right. time. And um, so it's, I, I think smaller updates pushed directly through the Google Play Store make perfect sense. And to to, to Qualcomm's uh, situation that you were explaining before, you know, they started also allowing us to update uh, GPUs drivers specifically on uh, on their, oh, even on the 888. We didn't see yeah. much of it. They I, they announced it. And I think Samsung may, may have been one of the devices that they used to get it. But I, I want to say it might've been Xiaomi, I think was one of the more aggressive in updating. I can't remember, but I was hoping to see more, more activity there. Yeah. I wanted to actually but, see, you know, like more performance, uh, th- uh, you know, th- more or better performance. But, but like, re- I, I haven't updated anything on my Moto, mm-hmm. uh, for about a week. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've had the phone down for almost five days. Um, Android accessibility suite, carrier services, um, every single Google app has some type of small or minor update. Speaking of which, I don't think I updated after here on my on my Xperia. And then outside of that was all of the stuff that we we talked about. Uh, was it two weeks ago or three mm-hmm. weeks ago? Um, yeah, it was like three weeks ago uh, for for our podcast where camera updated separately, camera firmware updated separately, Android intelligence services and updated separately. Uh, um, there, there was the other guy. I can't remember now what that one's called, but, but it's now we're getting to like six or seven individual compartmentalized app updates that no longer require a full OTA. Yeah. And this is also one of the reasons why I'm, I'm 
a little more concerned about Samsung's is because Samsung still doesn't do that split storage for no. your update. No, it's which not Which means yeah. if you get four OTAs back to back to back to back, that is I- increasing the likelihood of one of those updates borking and you you don't have a system that, that keeps yeah. a backup in reserve part- when you're trying to do that. So Absolutely. if it fails correctly, you're fine. But if it borks in any other way, and it's not common, I'm not saying this is something like that should motivate a purchasing decision, but it should absolutely be something you pay attention to when you're going through that many updates in such close proximity that there is a not insignificant chance that when something fails, it fails in a way that will be slightly more painful because Samsung is doing something old and now, which is very unconventional in not giving you a system partition to keep a backup of your operating system while it installs an update. And it's that kind of thing. Like, we keep pointing to these little issues in these little areas where Samsung's method of getting this stuff done and out to consumers isn't necessarily the best way to do it. And I think we've got good data that their competitors are actually starting to lap Samsung mm-hmm. on that kind of support. Yeah. No, and I think this is the, the the concern that I keep looking at, and I always, like, you always wonder, is like, when do they realize what they're doing is really not helping? It's not something that people are either appreciating. I, uh, if you remember, with last year or the year before, when I lost my motherboard, where I was flashing mm-hmm. my BIOS, and it was a simple BIOS flash, and that borked my entire motherboard. My system was entirely down. I was out of a computer for how long? Because my that computer specifically, or that motherboard did not have a backup, uh, a B partition backup for their, for the BIOS. For, for instance, it's just like that. Um, every other device does it. And for some reason, yeah, uh, Samsung still sticks to the, we know better and you should just go for the Samsung way. You know, it is the way. So I, I wholly expect like, you know, when, when we're going through these and especially getting into Android 12, we should talk a little bit about Android 13, uh, yeah, the yeah. beta. Is Absolutely. That too? Just, yeah. Uh, it's it's a little bit ahead of uh, Google I/O, and typically yeah. it's, it's done at the same time. But yes, it's nice. It's nice to see that it's a little ahead. But it, it's it's incredibly difficult, or it's incredibly challenging to get a good bead. So we go to the forums, or we go to the subreddit, and you can see everybody has problems. It doesn't yeah. matter what phone. It, it's it's increasingly difficult to see. Like, is this literally a systemic issue with this phone and this software? How is the manufacturer responding to it? Or is the manufacturer trying to hide a systemic issue with this Mm -hmm. phone or with this software? And increasingly, I I actually kind of feel like Google has earned a little goodwill Mm -hmm. because they pulled a massive update for the Pixel 6. And since then, the 6 Pro has been running phenomenally well. Not to say it's perfect, because no computer is. But those massive stability issues that we had after the December update, we've not seen anything like that. I can't say the same for a Samsung because I genuinely can't get a good handle on who's just complaining and who's got a real issue and is this real issue replicatable. Um, Same thing happened with OnePlus. Again, on the OnePlus 9 Pro going from Android 11 to Android 12, massive stability issues and yet now my oneplus 9 pro is one of the better consistent performers on android 12 that i've got in my collection Mm -hmm. barring some of the newest phones that are actually on 12 l 
Um, again, it's 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 so hard. This is such an aggressively fast moving target yep. that it, I, I wouldn't necessarily be able to predict. But going from the Galaxy S twenty to the twenty one to the twenty two, yep. I'm increasingly concerned with the largest Android manufacturers current strategy feeling so old fashioned compared to the rest of, uh, of the market right now. No, it, it, it's, uh, the, maybe the best way to say it, this is just how Samsung, you know, this is the Samsung, man. It's the best. <laughs> you need to, well, I mean, if Samsung. you know better, why don't you just go make your own phone? And sell a hundred million or, of them. How or about we that? Could, or we could just make a nice, really nice custom ROM to just take over and fix the whole problem. It, it is realistically at the end of the day, it, it's more pro about um, the level of control that Samsung's imp- imposing in here. The level of control the OEMs have on on devices, like this much, the amount of um, what, what I want to say, the the amount of control that T-Mobile has over the S twenty two Ultra. Uh, it's kind of gross. Crazy. It was weird. <laughs> like you couldn't activate the phone if you didn't have a SIM card from them first. So that was the first kicker. I'm like, okay, I have one. And my favorite was when it just started installing apps for you. That, oh my that's God. the best part and, right and, there. And, and and then later, and as, as time goes, so <laughs> I went in there, I disabled the app installer, and then I ins- disabled all the other apps in there. But then it right. still came back. It still came back by itself. It reinstalled, it reinstated itself, and started to optimize and send me, oh, these ga- these applications will help you improve the performance of your phone. And it was literally Facebook, and I think it was LinkedIn or something. It was spam. It was literally spam. Um, but I, I finally figured out, uh, not figure out, I finally, I found a method to be able to disable it permanently on the system. Uh, this is, you know, by disabling the actual, uh, source app in there in the system files. So the, the, just the, the level of control that we get, the OEMs get, um, and, and this is also kind of permeates into what we got here with the Nord N20. The current version yeah. is a T-Mobile and a Metro, uh, version only a locked one are not going to be available for, for some time. It did a very much the same experience. Telling me, you know, app selectors installed all of the. It, it seems like this is the new suite of T of T Mobile apps that you just yeah. get, and it starts installing and updating and recommending and all of that. So, good stuff. I yeah. mean, individual manufacturers like there's something on Vivo where they've got their own like app selector app store thing that's In building. The, well, right during now. the setup process, yeah, but yeah, they don't try to they don't try to force you. No, no, no. But so when when you thing. shut it down, though, it it just stays shut down. It, yeah. It's not like what T-Mobile is doing and like zombie reviving it for you after you reboot your phone. But I, I kind of want to use this to, to shift gears as we've been sort of talking about a couple different devices and software. Yeah. I'm a dork and I left my Pixel 5 in the bedroom where I was, I had just finished installing uh, at the 13 beta. Yeah. So TK, what have your experiences been on Android 13? Because I can't hold up a prop. No, uh, I, um, I think overall the, I mean, Android 13 is, is it's nice. It's, for me, it feels like, it, it just feels like Android 12 realistically with a few minor, uh, you know, modifications or updates into the, yeah. like, you know, the the ability of being able to have haptics when you put, when you put your phone on silent. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of that got fixed in, in the, in the beta, which was kind of a little bit borked in um, when you were in the, the alpha stages. I think overall for me, it's, you know, it, it's nice. It's good. It's stable. It uh, it was actually surprisingly stable. It wasn't crashing, um, and we've been seeing that kind of a trend going on with different with earlier generations of Android, 12, you know, eleven and twelve. Um, they've been more consistently stable. I am running it on the Pixel Four A, so I'm not running it on uh, anything like super powerful. But I yeah. feel like the Four A is um, the the champ that could. It keeps going and it keeps going and going. 
So uh, I, I mean, it's, it's such still, a good phone for such a, and it's such a small phone, but yeah, uh, it, it does such an amazing job. So my, my thing would be is if you are interesting, interested in installing it and you have a pixel, uh, you know, it's an easy process. Uh, use the web tool, download it, install it, uh, you know, make sure you're running the latest software update on your current version. Sure. Uh, but you know, the reality it's I, it's still a little bit early. I, I still want to see some of the new features. So I'm thinking maybe beta two, maybe a little bit more, um, you know, new features added, more things. Uh, you know, uh, we'll see what the roadmap is. Um, IO is going to be in, in another couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, kind of thinking it's okay. The tenth is, if I'm not mistaken. So the reality is, we're not missing. We're not getting a lot right now, but we want to see what Google's vision is for Android 13, sure. what they want to do, what the new features are going to be happening. So I I kind of feel I, I'm I'm trying to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, again, so someone, someone out there, call me the 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 Android shell here. It being fair, um, it seems to me like through Android thirteen, this is the mandatory refining year yeah. that we need to have after how 12, how painful. 15. So ten to eleven was not seamless. No. I had numerous phones that required. It wasn't like, oh, there were some some little bugs and gremlins and they got ironed out. They required hard resets. The the LG V60 required a hard reset. My Xperia One Mark II required a hard reset on some on that update. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like 12L was the real version of Android 12 that Google probably wanted to launch. Yeah with the pixel six and to me it kind of feels like you know so we're, we're we got an android 12 that was a little incomplete 12l is really 12.1 and 13 really needs to be 12.2 yeah and now we'll have the real version of android 12 that we should have gotten last, last year, year. <laughs> but i but i think in in reality i so the thing about it is obviously we have hindsight now, right? We can see it. We can see how the things and evolutionary yeah. is going to think. Um, 13 for, for, for sure is not going to be the earth shattering that 12 no. was. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing about it is this is the year where they refine, they improve, they add a few tweaks well, here and, and there. Just, just fixing those things that kind of yeah. got broken in Android 11. Like I've been hearing people see, this is one of those things where I've got a blind spot. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of looking at my phone's lock screen, I don't care about media player controls. I am the guy who wears a smartwatch just so I can avoid stuff like that. So I can appreciate where people were upset about 11 to 12 and some of that functionality not being directly consistent from uh, update to update. But now it seems like 13 is bringing back or at least polishing up some of those rough edges. And and that to me, it's not progress. It's getting us back to where we were the year before but at least that that makes it a nicer experience for people that liked those features yeah no no and again but you want to keep in mind that this is still a beta and the, the problem that we've had in the past betas and, and and features that you have in betas and alphas don't necessarily always mean that you're going to get it at the end so we want to be yeah. very mindful of what we're looking at <laughs> so the security updates that the the you know the usability security updates the uh, media control playback uh, uh, options that we're looking in here these are all minor tweaks but as you said improvements to where they should have been uh you know in t- when 12 was announced and released um and, yeah. and right now again you're only going to get it on pixel devices 
But I'm hoping, being that we jumped into the beta, that OnePlus is going to announce that they're alpha. Because they, yeah. and then, but I don't know. The whole Color OS conversation may change that approach because typically that's what happens. Uh, at least in the years past, where we start seeing the alpha builds of Android uh, 13, and that's where we get a chance to check out desktop modes because yep. you know OnePlus devices allow you to use it. Um, so it's it's definitely very interesting. I'm I'm still holding my excitement to see what Google announces in a couple of weeks or so. Um, sure. So I/O is a hybrid experience this year, um, virtual and in person. But I think the presenters aren't there, but everybody else is remote, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I think that's the that's the hybrid that they decided to go with. Uh, Googlers will be there, and everybody else will be online. Um, and I'd like to see what happens. I'd like to see what, you know, some of the new announcements and, and directions. Maybe I want to see more improvements in Android Auto. Um, and I want to see better improvements yeah. with assistant automation. Um, yeah. I want to be able to finally see that teased, uh, in, although this has nothing to do with 13, but I want to see Samsung allowing us to use the assistant on their uh, on the Galaxy Watch 4. Finally. You know, I want... Why you know, would I you need hear... that, TK? Samsung <laughs> has a perfectly functional voice assistant on their watch. I, and you just need I, to, I, <laughs> to accept that Samsung knows better than you, it, and that's how yeah. you're supposed to use it. But I, I also want to finally get, uh, you know, uh, Watch OS Wear OS three on uh, on the Tech Watch. We're in almost in the middle of the 2022. It came out last when? year. Yeah, October, Tick, Tick and Watch. We're, still we're only a couple months away from the year anniversary of that watch not having Wear OS 3. Wear OS 3, and which, and it is support, and it has been told. It was that it built to support. Supported. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's so. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm increasingly, like, again, when, when massive corporations make business moves like that, it doesn't make me inclined to support the people who benefit from those business moves. Yeah. And no, so absolutely. because I'm the Samsung hater dude, I was actually waiting on, the Samsung watch until I could directly compare Wear OS 3 <laughs> on a tick watch or a fossil just to say like, well, this is the Samsung flavor and this is where how Wear OS 3 is going to function on another watch. And you can see, so it's actually held me off from buying the Samsung because well, I, I wanted it to be fair. And, uh, it's, it's, it's getting kind of, kind of frustrating out there for, a little alternative uh, fan, uh, well, alternative be, brand fans. The the reason that I'm kind of a little bit also in that point with you because we're starting to see rumor, not rumors. We're starting to see leaks of what the Pixel Watch is going to look like, right? Yep. So it seems like maybe the scenario, the narrative is going to be where Samsung has the exclusivity, I think, to a certain point, and then Pixel is the one that unlocks it to everybody else. Or I don't know if they're going to hold exclusivity as well, but. You know, we're starting to see very good, clear images of the hardware. The hardware is actually yeah. final. Uh, we see the watch straps and so on, and a whole bunch of things. So, it looks so nice. It, it looks this nice. is like I said. This is why I'm thinking I/O is going to be a lot more. There's going to be some hardware conversations going on. Yeah. Um, we should be very soon or very close to the Pixel Six A at some point, a very, very near future. If not at I/O, uh, I mean, they did it at some point, but the last couple of years have always been doing it shortly after. Uh, it means the Pixel Six A is not too far off. Um, yeah, Google needs to add HDMI output on Chrome OS. Uh, and Chrome OS, uh, I think that would be an amazing feat if they allow us to to have Chrome OS as a side, as a as an HDMI output format from a smartphone. Since we know it can run it, but... You know, what with this amazing uh, SoC that can run laptop-grade performance numbers, it'd be nice. 
I, I say, yeah, maybe. No, I, I, I agree. I, I, I think, and I'm hoping we'll also maybe get a tease on Pixel Fold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know that that's ready for prime time. I'm, I'm increasingly, uh, again, it, it's. I, I, I had a just a little brief exchange with Jason T. Lewis, uh, painfully honest, tonight on Twitter. He posted a video just saying like his his Z Flip split in half, the screen cracked. Oh wow! And he was like, I wasn't doing anything crazy with it. Obviously, techies are probably heavier users. And there's this kind of ongoing conversation about plastic screens. It's a different kind of conversation about durability and how you handle the gadget and what our expected uh, um, life cycle on something yeah. like that should be. And so I, I, I tweeted him back and like said, hey, man, I'm really sorry to hear that. And I shared his video and then also made a little quip about, like, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Do not go into buying a phone with a hinge or a folding screen Unless you're okay putting your money, or I said throwing your money at a public hardware beta. And a bunch of people are like, well, I guess that means you don't recommend people buy the Duo then, do you? And you're like, did I stutter? <laughs> I've never said the Duo is ready to be a mainstream replacement for every smartphone, asshat. This is the same thing. It's like, as soon as you complicate the engineering or the structural format of a phone... You have to know you are not buying something that is nearly as mature or as well polished as a standard slate device. Yeah. And I, I don't like marketing. I don't like advertising in PR that makes it sound like this thing that folds and bends and twists is totally just like the regular phone you had before because that is absolutely not true. I know a lot of people have had great experiences with their folds and their flips. I genuinely believe they are unconscious of how much different they handle that device than they used to handle a traditional slate phone. The second I pick up a Duo, mm -hmm. I am actively using it differently yeah. than a traditional slate phone. Well, it forces I, you to use it differently, but yeah, no, exactly. But, but I also like... I, I am making conscious decisions to not do things with that phone that I take for granted on a normal Slate device. And that needs to be a part of the conversation where if you want to rely on it, daily lifestyle, compute companion, chuck it into the side of, you know, the, the passenger seat of your car, back pocket it from time to time. I've accidentally sat down on phones and they've all survived, even though I've got a Faraday cage of a rear um, th this is, this is oh, crap, like stuff yeah. that I take for granted that I absolutely never do with my duo two. So uh, that, 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 that expression, you like, I, I want to see the tease for a pixel fold. I'd love to see what Google is working on there. I'm yeah. super anxious about the pixel watch design being glass wrapped around spherical too. Because it's a uh, it's curved glass on the edges, which is good. I mean, because I crack my wrist against doors and frames and everything and having like either a, a really good polycarb or a good metal casing, excuse me, has saved my watches so many times. I'm very anxious about an all glass face like that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to see what Google can do to keep to keep their hardware conversation 
more public, more visible, higher priority. Yeah. It obviously did well for the Pixel 6. That is now mm-hmm. the best-selling Pixel phone of all time. Um, a little bit of advertising goes a long way. Or I should say a lot of bit of advertising goes a long way. I was going to say, yeah, there was, there, was some, there was a mountain load of advertising done, uh, which, which, is, which is something that I think Google should have done years ago. This is, I, it's almost like maybe this is the one they truly believed in or something. Like I said, this is like we should really push this one. Uh, I think what we get right now is that Google is stepping up and they're, they're really shifting gears and they're trying to focus heavily on their mobile div- experience or the mobile division. So the Pixel is Pixel 6, as you said, uh, a very popular device, Pixel 6 Pro, in my opinion, still has some nice edges over the 6 that make it more appealing to me specifically. Yeah. But I, I like what Google's doing in owning up, taking responsibility for updates that don't put don't work and going in there and trying to fix things. And, and they're not basically, you know, shying away. But uh, what what I'm what I look for though in in a foldable or in a uh, you know in a dual displayed uh, device is very different yeah. than what we look for for a standard you know glowing rectangle in, in any shape or form. Um, yeah, we got Gabaletta and, and yeah. Farhan just mentioning like I, I, so here's. So Gabaletta is saying Google should avoid making a fo- foldable and concentrate on. So I just turned on like five phones on my desk. Um, just by saying the G word, um, here's, here's kind of my feelings on it. Yeah. I feel Google should be taking a page out of Microsoft's playbook. Okay. The surface team is not one of the top five sellers in the PC marketplace. Okay. They're, they're a very small player, but it's a very high aspirational, they guide the discussion of hardware. They influence the design of other companies. And if we're really going to, to claim that folding displays are the next phase of, of mobile device, mm-hmm. then I feel Google needs to get out ahead of it and actually drive the conversation. Or Android's going to fall even further behind on advanced modes, folding modes, and tablet modes, mm-hmm. where Android has, has been... like completely invisible to the conversation of tablets over the last five years. Like Samsung makes a great tablet. Android does not make a great tablet or make for a great tablet. So if, if Google doesn't want to miss out on the next phase of whatever this is going to look like, Mm -hmm. they need to go into it, but they also need to go into it kind of with the same conversation and expectation that we celebrate the surface team as a success. Yeah, People don't sit there and pan surfaces for their market share. They talk about what the surface has done to guide the development of Windows and Microsoft services. And, and that's the victory. And yeah. I feel like techies get all caught up in, did I buy the mostest popular version? I want to be on the winning team. I always knew that was a gimmick. That's why I didn't put my money on it. And you were never going to buy it anyway because you wanted the more popular phone. And that's fine. But if we can at least acknowledge, like, there is a success to be had if yeah. the division is profitable mm-hmm. and is selling units and has good support, and then that drives the next iteration of what their competitors are able to achieve, then that's good for everybody. If Google yeah. completely sits out the hardware conversation, then we lose a very important, a very important voice in guiding the direction of our phones. Mm-hmm. Whether They don't sell the best. But Pixel phones help drive the conversation on what a Slate phone should accomplish. I think Google needs to have a seat at the table 
a public yeah. consumer facing uh, solution that can help guide the discussion on what the next phase of folding and tablet use are going to look like. I, I like I said, I I think it would. I mean, as you said, I think it would be a good, good, good. Um, Early look. I think probably that's the best way to say yeah. it. I think this is going to be, if anything, an early look at a foldable from them, because I feel like we're still not at the at the at the cusp of of where the hardware. I'm not talking about necessarily just software, right? Because Google does really good with the software department, and they can definitely mm -hmm. provision hardware to work great with their software. But the hardware right now, I feel like, is still in that experimental phase. Things like, you know, a, a, a Z Flip 3 or Z Flip uh, 4 breaking in half or something like that. That's something that you should not have to plan for or be looking out for on a phone that you're dropping $1,000 on, right? Yeah. I know it's cheaper. I know it's more affordable now. But the reality at the end of the day is if that happens to you on any phone, you're your experience is pretty much shot. You're not going to buy a phone mm -hmm. like that, specifically with that form factor again, uh, because again, you know, it, there's just the durability factor. Um, and and also, I mean, I, I have that that like techie liberal guilt, right? Mm -hmm. Think about all of the resources and the manufacturing and the labor that went into making that thing, and we know that by design, with the components that are meant to flex and bend and crimp on themselves and have seams where they fold. They cannot possibly live up to the same durability standards as, as a more traditional, more mature um, slate phone can. So yep. we're going into this saying, like, even under the best situation, oh, no, my screen snapped. Good thing I spent all this extra money on insurance and Samsung's going to overnight me a phone and that's great. But over that same period of time, would a slate phone under, the, under similar use have become e-waste nearly as quickly and i do not believe statistically for the number of people that are going to have issues with plastic displays versus a, a more traditional phone that that can ever hold true so we just have to be fine with a higher failure rate and more technolo technology waste generated by that business practice and that makes me kind of cranky if, if we wanted to say that this was like a public beta yeah. And that's what we were advertising. And Samsung was really gathering experience on this. And they were selling a very limited number of units. It's kind of Google Glass style yeah, yeah. invitation, something like that. Oh, I'd man, be fine. I, I missed that. But if, yeah. if, if we weren't trying to say millions of these things should be going out um, in, in traditional sales channels. And we were saying, hey, we've got to put out hundreds of thousands of them to see where we need to improve our manufacturing, to see where we need to improve our support, where we need to get components and distribution and repair, that'd be great. But that's not the conversation Samsung's having. Samsung is trying to sell us something they say is the same and ready for prime time, just like any other phone. And that cannot be true. Yeah. That That is absolutely inaccurate and is just marketing feel-good gobbledygook because I'm pretty hard on all my phones except for the ones with hinges. And I'm really light on those phones. And I will say, though, the the the, uh, the Duo 2 uh, and even the first Duo feel very solid. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. It is still glass on a hinge kind of a situation. Sure. But to me, after you get over you, you the know, whole first holding... You know what I'm... Like, like, so I, I'm just going to cut you off right there. You know what I'm never going to do on my Duo 2? is dig my phone, my Duo 2, into the dirt to get a, a snail shot from ground level like uh, I take for granted on my Vivo X70 Pro Plus. Yes. 
I don't even think about it. I see a cool snail shell, sunlight lights hitting it. I want that really beautiful macro shot into the dirt. That phone just gets ground into the sand. I'm good with that. I actually, hold on, let me see if I've got, I I found. Vivo X70 Pro Plus shovel mode, that's fun. So so yeah, Vivo X70 Pro Plus, I found a glass screen protector. It's terrible. It it ruins the, the fingerprint sensor. I already have. I don't think I'll be able to show this on camera. I already have a, a half moon yeah. crack in the glass. So, so what that from was the, the last same... time okay. I dug the phone down into the dirt. But that's the same I, I spot dug it I, into I a rock. The, 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 the screen the protector screen... did its job. Yeah. <laughs> but I've already wrecked it. I mean, it took me a week to get this off eBay. I'm going to have to go and order another one. That's what you should have done. You should have ordered a whole bunch. Actually, specifically, uh, uh, I just I was I'm getting ready to push out a video for uh, a glass protector for the OnePlus 10 Pro, which, yeah. um, I, as you can imagine, also works on the you know Find X5 Pro uh, very nicely. Hey. <laughs> so I I got a glass protector. Which, on devices. which one did you did you use? Um, I went with the well dome. So Whitestone dome glass. Oh, the dome. They, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy one of those. I, they, I know they, they've they've they been kind out. enough to send me a few in the past, but like, yeah, yeah. I've gotten enough spares from them. I really should just buy, just put my money on them because the company's been doing great work they, on these recent uh, absolutely protector kits. Installation very easy, very simple. Um, the one thing I would probably say though is uh, before you go running and buying the 10 Pro's installation kit to buy it for the Find X5 Pro. Uh, is uh, the the frame case the frame cage that they put the phone in to snap in doesn't mm-hmm. match 100 percent OnePlus, uh, so you do need to shut uh, the phone down so that okay. the, because the volume rocker hits one of the casings so if you put it in without turning it off it keeps pushing the volume up and you keep the display never turns off um, gotcha. so uh, long story short it installed Fair. it works great it's exactly the same size panel it's actually pretty much the same panel we know you know parts spinning and all <laughs> Um, but this is the For second sure. year uh, OnePlus and Oppo share displays. The 9 Pro and the Find X3 Pro did the they're same. Good screens, but they're good. Yeah. So if if you're if you're at Find X5 Pro, if Matt is in the chat. I don't think I don't think he's with us tonight, but um, I, I see Rolando's in the chat. Hope you're doing well. And uh, I get CH in there as well. Um, Let's go, peeps. Just yeah. Uh, if you need one, just buy the 10 Pro. It'll work just fine. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so glass protectors are are supposed to protect your phone. You know, if you decide need, to use it in shovel mode, then that's what it's going to try to do. I, I need to find phone. something for for vivos though, because well, like maybe, there is have you thought no about getting one of those importing... rugged cases? Well, no, no. I mean, like you could probably get a uh, uh, what's it called? Poetic? No, I don't think maybe poetic cases they make them, but like at least poetic sent me a case that's include that's like in um, a cage kind of almost for the phone, right? Oh, it gives see? you the front. It's because I also have this this issue with the iQoo, yeah, is yeah. that I, I like the iQoo case, and it would be nice if occasionally I could use it without a case and then just have nice a better screen protector. It was actually kind of nice on the OnePlus 9 Pro, because I've got yeah. my Whitestone on that, mm-hmm. and I'll peel the case off and occasionally kind of baby it, handle it naked without a case. I, I need something like that for Vivo because it's all import. Yeah. And find, no, no, no. trying to import... And then you get kind of garbage, and then you're like, okay, well, I, I can't import that one, but if I buy from another buyer, is it just going to be the same screen protector garbage? It's it's really, labeled, it's, it's yep. been a challenge. And and for as much as I've been really enjoying my Vivos, I'm so terrified. Like, that X70 Pro Plus, if it takes a tumble, I'm going to be so I, sad. I, so. I was very, very careful with it, like, when I had it, and it was just... 
Like I know I took it with me to an, to an event, but I babied that guy as much as I could because sure. it was just, um, well, I mean, obviously, because we, still had, but we still had the TPU protector on it that was already bubbling. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So when you're so saying gross. that your phone, your glass protector was cracking, <laughs> that's where the TPU was peeling. Mm-hmm. So the, um, yeah, it the, seems the, to be. It seems to be a, a, an ID10T type of an experience. It's a user error. A little, little bit. A little bit. Uh, but I again, I am well owning the fact that like, when I say things like, hey, yeah. I, I am rolling around in the dirt to get some of these flower macros. I love taking photos like, you know, like Lex, I'm doing low angle and she looks like a superhero. Like yeah, yeah. I, I am shoving my phone into dirt, into grass. Like I am getting the shot if I want the shot. Yeah. Unless my phone has a hinge on it, and then it's let's be real careful with how I'm using this phone. It was the wing, it was the dual display cases from LG, it's the duo, it was your your fold three. I am obviously not using any of those devices like I would I, I take for granted on even a phone that I'm concerned about, like my Vivo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still shoving that Vivo in the dirt because if I want the shot, that's exactly what that phone's built for. Well, it's if built that phone solid, had a hinge, the phone is solid. Yeah, not so much. No. Uh, but speaking of things that we can take advantage of and uh, not feel too bad about, um, it's those really <laughs> bottom pricing that we got. No, just kidding. Uh, it's something like a device like this. Okay, right. So OnePlus finally announced, or not announced, but uh, you know, we we talked about it briefly, but. This is the heavily dusty, apparently, uh, you know, the OnePlus Nord N20. It's the N25G. Um, it's an interesting design. First, at first glance, everybody kept telling me that this looked like an iPhone. Like, I get it. Okay. Yes, there's a, there's a heavy inspiration factor. Uh, sure. The camera bump though looked different. Um, the, the the surprising factor of this, first and foremost, is it's selling for two eighty two. It's an interesting price point. I haven't heard. I've seen companies price something at a two hundred and eighty two dollars type of like. Why is it not 280 and why is right. it not 290? Um, general impressions of the phone and, and experience with this honestly is very pleasing. It's powered by the six, uh, the Snapdragon 695 5G. It's a very capable smartphone in that in that six series experience. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. six series means you know 1080p all around, no 4K, uh, but you're getting pretty snappy UI elements and of course good functionalities on the cameras. This one actually sure. has a primary sensor as a 64 megapixel camera, um, but I feel like I, I feel like the the the, the N20 is a little bit um, held back, and I feel like the the, okay. the 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 tailoring of this experience. I'm trying to make it sound as as, as objective as possible. I'm not trying to put the phone down for 282. This offers a lot of great things, but there's a feel like there's a couple of things that I feel like OnePlus could have done to make it super sweet, super the right device for people to jump at without even thinking. Okay. Um, we don't have stereo speakers and. We don't have a, a slightly higher refresh rate, so we don't have 90 frames per second. It's 60 frames per second locked with mono speaker at the bottom. This, I feel like for the $300 mark of close to $300, we should have seen those things added in there. Um, and then well, the I'm trying to think like in, in, in the markets where, because this has come to the United States proper. This, no, this is, so right now it's on Metro and T-Mobile right. exclusively for whatever amount of time. And then Unlocked will come to OnePlus One, and Amazon and Best Buy, they said in the near future. So it could uh, be Q3, yeah. Because I'm trying to think like, obviously in Europe, it's going to face real tough competition from Much higher, Redmi's, yeah. Redmi's and Poco's. But here in the United States, 
I mean, it's going to go up against a TCL 30? Probably the TCL 30. So uh, that's the a XC? Snapdragon 480. Well, true, but then you're getting, well, and that also only has 60 frames per second refresh rate. I, I, what, what it's I was it's tough, right? To... Because it's like, I'm, I'm so used to being able to compare, like, I've we've just recently, both of us, we've been playing with a bunch of Pocos. Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, sort like of the, the M4, better... The M4, the M4 Pro specifically can be just... <sighs> but then again, it's or, not intended for the market, yeah. Or, or the M4, M4 Pro LTE... And boy, howdy, is that a really nice phone? Yeah, yeah, Um, but but I I was really trying to break this down because uh, for me, the TCL 30 was like, oh, yeah, okay, that seems a little high. I'm having a hard time finding something new that actually goes toe to toe with it here in the United States. It's it's like you've got to go to a year older Moto Ace or then you get a 765. Yeah, the, the Pixel or, 4 or a Pixel, been, you're right. right Pixel right. 4a would have been, and then even that had stereo speakers. But then that's again the Google thing. Uh, no, no. I, so the reason why I was so, if you remember at the beginning of the statement, I said you know I want to talk about how OEMs are involved in designs and so on. I truly believe that the N20 is intended for an OEM experience. I can see a lot of uh, what this device can meet uh, meet the expectations on a T-Mobile or on a, a you know Metro type of experience. It's mm-hmm. intended to be an entry level, not too expensive, not too cheap, uh, feature packed and offers a decent experience, but not exactly the best experience so that it doesn't take away shine from other devices. So for the sure. 282, it's better than, let's say, the Revel. It's better than uh, some some of the older LG uh, options that we had may, maybe in there and yeah. uh, you know, being more current. K-series and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. So it definitely punches <laughs> higher. But what I see in it is... Um, like I said, it's a very much tailored experience. You know, no dual SIM option, obviously, since it's a T-Mobile variant. But uh, yeah, I, I almost want to feel like if I think like if OnePlus released it by themselves without having a carrier relationship, maybe the N20 would have been a different flavor. Right. And we'll have to see what they do with the unlocked model as well. So we'll see there. The the one thing, though, I do want to say, I feel like a little bit, I, and, I, and I did uh, flow that, uh, that, up, that uh, little bit of information up. Um, the... Power management on uh, for the processor on the N, on the N twenty. I feel like this is one device. I feel like OnePlus should not have turned on uh, to, or given us the option of having high performance throttling the six ninety five. Didn't I don't think is the right thing to do. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, it's like it's, it's it's not like exactly super powerful phone. So when you're dropping the performance of a six ninety five to more of a five series or a four series, yeah, you know, so not great. I've I've had to basically keep the phone in performance mode the whole time for it to be as smooth as I know it should be, and it yeah. does perform very well. Uh, but yeah, it, it we'll see how that goes. Also, and it is going to get Android twelve um, at some point. It does. It was promised one software update and um, what's it called? Three years of security patch update. So it, it's a decent phone. <laughs> it's like uh, we'll give you one operating system update, which is so the, the operating one. system of the year. It should have already launched. With. I'm surprised that it was released with Android 11. It just, it's just—it's a little I'm bit. Not. Well, I mean, uh, anymore. I just mean, come on. Well, I'll, I'll it's say getting this. silly, isn't it's, it? It's a confusing. No, it, it's getting confusing because you can't you can't trace or you can't follow the you know connect the dots a little bit sometimes. Uh, I like the phone. I like what it offers, and I think it's yeah. a great. Fair. Like, I, I I will not blink. But but this is this is the the perpetual like mid ranger hardware versus software conversation that we've been having yeah. for a while. Yeah, but it, this is like for the one time I would say, 
don't don't do not throttle this guy. Please yeah. give us full potential. The forty five hundred milliampere battery, we can so handle it and then some. You're not. This is not a type of a thing, but. Uh, I'm glad that there is an option for us to turn it on and it's not super buried that you can't figure it out. Uh, but once you know where things are, yeah, the experience on it is actually very nice. Gaming was pretty decent. Um, the headphone jack actually was really nice. But like, but also, as as we've been going through these successive generations, don't we, don't you think it's kind of interesting, like, 765 is still the gold standard yeah. of, like, a solid mid-ranger two years, SoC. Two years later. Uh, almost two, two years. years. Yeah. And it's yeah. still so so good i mean Very it's just been to 778 great. uh but yeah like the the pixel 5 is still like a serious serious contender uh and even to this day i mean small petite uh, snappy type of a device wireless charging large battery a whole bunch of things i mean it ticked off several boxes yeah um, but it, it's like i said so for me for for the n20 it's it's definitely if you're looking to pick up a phone on t-mobile and on t-mobile and metro in the budget uh, frame it's the best budget phone that they have it is literally the best. It could have been better based on like the previous generations. Like I think of the N100 and the N200 they had um, because those devices had better 90 frames per second refresh rates, sure. stereo speakers. Uh, but I'm glad that the headphone jack is here. That at least gives me, you know, no latency experience, grid audio. Yeah. I was actually, I, I whipped out just for the sake of nostalgia, the bullets, the, bu- the wired bullets, uh, you know, on this. And I connected them in and they work beautifully. They're solid. Yeah. Um, have you tried have you tried plugging in any of your like IEMs just to see if they're, they're I didn't get a well? chance. No. So I, I wanted to put in like some of the KZs and stuff like that, but I did not. I was um I got do you the have phone. any of the Ecos? I do have the Eco I'd be curious to see how, how maybe like um some OH tens if you've got the or the Opals or the gems. I think I do um, have the either the gem or the Opals. I forgot about, I, I and I'm really late on these. Uh so yeah, I know I do have them right there. I'd be curious. I mean, just to just kind of hear your thoughts. Just it, it's been interesting to see like the the phones that that kind of handle that well. So I'll have to, yeah. Uh, like especially I... the one that kind of surprised me was the the X four, the Poco X four, had a surprisingly Come decent, um, had a surprisingly decent headphone jack DAC combo. Not audiophile grade by any LG stretch, but like. On a such an inexpensive phone, this is this is better than I thought I was going to hear. Yeah, but um, devices like this too. Uh, don't forget, I always like using my T, my uh, you know, just using a, uh, an empty way or some. Yeah, well, no, but okay. I, I made this. I mean, you're I saying that, this, but I, I've got my I've got my Onyx like yeah, right over like, here. Listen, we're, we're all, they're always at arms. <laughs> well, no, but that's that's the beauty of them. These are these are the portable DACs that you do. You know, you can. You can buy a $200 phone and rock, you know, and rock to you the yeah. best tracks that you want on your favorite pair of buds. Uh, and that's the thing about it. You're able to enjoy it and it doesn't, it's independent of the hardware because it's, you're bringing your own DAC. So, um, so you're, you're talking about DACs and I just broke out my, my oh, Q3. Q3. Yep. Again, I have that one as well. Q3 because coming soon, um, I'm, I am so Twitter pated. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about companies that I, I'm turning into a shill for. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to get a close-up on the camera here. And also, the foam ear tips are covered in earwax. So let's ah. not do close-up on that. Funky but stuff. these are the Odyssey Euclid. Ooh. These are $1,300 closed-back planner magnetic earbuds. 
Whoa. in IEM casings. They're big, chunky boys. Like the, the fit is even a little tricky on my ears, and I've got pretty big ears. But I broke out the Fio because they also come with a balanced audio cable. So I would have been using these for the for the stream tonight, but I don't have a balanced input on my audio interface. So I I, I had to go back to to my Ecos for these uh, for this stream. But um, I, I've been listening to quite a bit on them, and thirteen hundred dollars is spendy for some earbuds. But I've genuinely heard nothing like these before it is a uh... wholly unique listening experience that i i i'm i'm actually struggling to find language to kind of describe the emotional reaction of plugging these into my skull and hearing all the sounds that come out of them they're they're pretty remarkable they're all the sounds that that are sometimes maybe missed by others um, no, so are you listening to anything specific, new album or anything like that, or are you, are you just focusing mm. on the the same old playlist? So, or? so I started with my. Pl- I always start with my playlist. It's like yeah. I know those tracks so well, um, and and then I started listening to uh, like it, it kind of took me off in this direction on on like classical and jazz. Okay, um, you, you know I let you borrow my uh, Odyssey LCDs. Yes, so those those. those Oh, open back, back um, yeah, yeah. planner my planner magnetics. The thing I was concerned about is that they're closed back, and closed back can get kind of muddier. They can get kind of dull. And one of the beautiful things about the reaction from a planner magnetic driver is just razor wire articulation. Yeah. They're not the base punchiest, but the base attacks are always so scalpel clean. That when you get to the rumble, the rumble just stays completely out of the way of the other instruments in the mix. And Odyssey is known for making planar magnetic earbuds, but they've all been open. Mm-hmm. So they're they're like open. They look like something out of Star Trek. There looks like a spider web of plastic and metal is in your ear, but you, you're not blocking. They're not IEMs for like mixing or on stage performance. They're open earbuds. Yeah, yeah. These are closed, and they're doing things that I. I really wouldn't have thought closed back earbuds could be capable of. The sound stage is wider, the colors are brighter, the articulation in the mids and high mids is just crystal. Um the the highs are present without being piercing. The the bass doesn't have the same kind of rumble and when you you know the Q3 has the bass switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can you can toggle heavy bass mode. That sounds like garbage. <laughs> You can't do it. And the in the Q three, it's really good. I mean yeah. the, the, the DAC on that is, is solid and the base mode is great. Does not play well <laughs> with with okay. this as a planner magnetic. But it's it, it's just something else. I, I again I, it, it's it's end game audio. You like don't it. go into as a novice, you don't go to the Euclid and say, hey, I want good music. I'll buy these $1,300 earbuds. Now I have the best. Um, you start with some some good KZ, and yeah. you get some weird multi-drivers. Maybe you get some CCA, like C16s, mm-hmm. that have cr- a bunch of tiny little balanced arms. And then you get to this, which is one driver per ear again, but it's one planner magnetic driver, and and it's just totally different 
and it's kind of wonderful. So I, I really have some more critical listening to do outside of my playlist. I really want to play with some more rock and roll. Um, mm. It gave me goosebumps on Rage Against the Machine. Oh, nice. Again, the, the, the mix on the very first album of Rage Against the Machine is so delicate. And so many people have listened to Rage Against the Machine with like mega heavy mega bass. Mm-hmm. And that destroys all of the guitar work. Because you can hear like the scalpel of distortion as the bass kicks in, as the lead guitar is riffing. You've got that like hip hop and funk influence oh, man, that's just yes. bouncing the whole time. And and on these, it's it's like it's bright and it's colorful and it's punchy and it's aggressive and it's angry and it's loud and you can hear everything and it's just kind of brilliant so i'm glad um, i'm glad from, you're able to play play around with those and I mean, you were, we were bringing up dax and stuff and you're like oh yeah i did get something new and i can show off i'm still using the q3 um something new but that's yeah not under embargo just kidding <laughs> but um yeah these have been out for a little while they were they they came out the end of last year and well, and so they've been bad. floating that's, around for a bit, a but it, it's but, right. Yeah, <laughs> tell, tell my Steam Deck reservation. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, the the whole thing about like this this tier of audio is it doesn't cycle very aggressively. So someone yeah. who would be interesting and interested in shopping planers from Odyssey. They, they might come to these years after they've been released and still be interested in that same product. Um, it, it's, well, I mean, it's it, kind of like microphones, right? I mean, it's a gold standard. You don't necessarily have to yeah. update it every year. The SM57 was like a solid microphone. It is a solid, not was a solid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was released like how many years ago now? I mean, The capsule design on the SM57 hasn't changed significantly. Well, actually, technically, it's the capsule design from the SM56. But that hasn't changed since the mid-60s. So like Johnny right. Cash used used to do a number of his recordings on um, SM56. Well, there you go. Um, and the, that you and that head element is basically the same. Keep keeping it real, keep keeping it real in 2022 from the 60s. Um, I mean, yeah. hey man, it works. Oh no, no, absolutely. <laughs> same thing. Like SM SM7B has been around for generations of recording engineers. Yeah. So um, there's no real reason to change it. <laughs> People know what that mic sounds like, and and well, but that's the thing is you can rely on what that that mic sound sounds like, and I think that's the benefit there. Um, but uh, one thing I I do want to say also is uh, we 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 mentioned at the beginning, although the F4 GT does not include a headphone jack, it does include an actual dongle this time, which is something yeah. that we also don't see that often anymore. Dongles have been kind of uh, omitted out of boxes for for most devices, uh, at least Xiaomi mm-hmm. devices no longer put them in uh, most. But I'm glad to see that at least uh, Poco is putting it in there. So um, overall, I, I will say that if you haven't had a chance to check out Poco lately, the, the F4 GT is a great gaming experience, a gaming phone with a lot of options to emphasize gaming at the uh, g- gaming um, mechanics. You know, the right speaker placement, the right cable, the right trigger functionality, the uh, the attention to detail into making a gaming phone mm-hmm. work for you. Um I think the N the N20 is a great smartphone for budget. If somebody's looking for a budget smartphone on T-Mobile, it's literally the best that they have to offer as a budget phone. Uh, yeah. And I think OnePlus is staying true to their experience. This is still running Oxygen OS 11. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how that kind of goes with Android 12. It obviously won't get Android 13. But at the end of the day, I think... It's it's a good phone for $280. I think that's what I maybe better way yeah. to say. It. I nitpick only because... 
I've seen so much of OnePlus's experiences across other places, like we've seen international models. And, and also a, a, a brand new phone at around $300 has to do battle with a year old, more premium mid-ranger that might still have another operating system update left in it. Yeah. That you can also get for around $300. $300. And, and it's, it's interesting. You know, like we, we take that kind of competition for granted on the premium tier. It's increasingly starting to matter on mid-rangers and more entry-level fare too. Yeah, no, so um, it's 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 fun. I mean, that is actually a good problem to have, but it's another sort of data point that people should be looking at shopping uh, when they're picking up a new phone. It it's definitely it was surprising. That's what I say uh, because I, we recently started looking at the OnePlus Ten Pro, and we had a custom edition come out of it. But then the reality at the end of the day, you know, what does OnePlus have to offer in the Nord experience? Because again. That's what they have now. In the U.S. market, it's a Nord or OnePlus, yeah. and we have the first Nord for 2022, and so far it's pretty good. Um, Fork. Uh, oh, EDT's got to bounce, so I just put up his comment. And oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I think we're almost also kind of at that. Yeah, that we're kind of on our way out. I did want to answer this real quick from CH uh, Gadgets. Do you use FLAC files when you're testing those IEMs? So I, I have a playlist on Kobuz. Uh, the folks at Kobuz actually made me like. A special contributor like i've got a special banner image and they they had me write out uh, if you want um it's a book mm -hmm. so every track in the playlist i explain like this is what i'm listening for and this is what i think is is good rep uh, representation of this song and uh and sometimes it's vibe sometimes it's mood sometimes it's individual instruments like i was talking about in that jazz thing mm -hmm. that i always do with speakers um, I'm listening specifically for the upright bass. If that's not represented, then the phone speakers kind of suck. Um, but then I also have a collection of, uh, so, so, so sorry on Kobuz, that's all in CD quality or higher. Yeah. Um, and then I also have a small collection of DSD files that I'll, I'll listen to. And this is, again, it's dependent on DAC connection, IEMs and the playback source, but I, I don't think I do anything at MP3 anymore. If I can no. help it, no, no. everything is at least CD quality DAC, if not 2496 or higher to really kind of get a sense of what, uh, of what these, uh, audio products are doing. Well, yeah, to truly, truly push it. But yeah, no, uh, for me, I, uh, so I, I'm not on Kobas. I'm on, uh, I'm on Amazon and I, I do tend to mm -hmm. try to listen to the higher, but they, they do CD. I mean, at least CD quality. For oh, most. absolutely. Yeah. HD yeah. is close to CD. And then we go 2496. I think they go maximum. It's twenty four ninety six, if I'm not mistaken. Though I don't think they go above that. Very few tracks I've been able to see, like Nora Jones. I think a few tracks of Nora Jones, are like twenty four one ninety two or something. Yeah, like that. and 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 very rarely do. I mean, but again, with True Wireless, none of that goes up that high. You'd have to jump <laughs> over to you know, obviously. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, no. I mean, obviously, we know the limitation. You'll see what I like about one plus, uh, not one plus. I like uh, Amazon is. It tells you what the maximum quality of the track is and what your capable, your hardware mm -hmm. is capable of doing and what it's playing at. Uh, it gives you a, a direct explanation of where you are as opposed to having to jump into developer settings and turn on and see yeah. where the track is, what 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 codec and what are you playing on. Um, see, I like Kobuz just keeps it simple. Like even if your hardware can't really do 2496, yeah, you yeah. could still pump all the data. 
Oh yeah, no, no. Copas is just sure. like sure. We don't care. You could be dumb, but if you want twenty four ninety six, we'll give it to you. And yeah. it's literally like, and and they, I think they've now simplified their playback menu. It's just MP three, CD, um, high res, high res. That's it. So those are your choices. And if the artist has supplied twenty four forty eight or twenty four twenty four forty eight twenty four eighty eight or twenty four ninety six, it just defaults to that. Yeah. Um, MP3 is 320. Uh, they don't even have MP3 settings. It's just MP3, and it's the highest bit rate that you can support in MP3. Yeah, um, it's just funny because it's like you can tell at one point that was more of a sort of a uh, sort of a spectrum of choices, and now they're like, nah. Well, I mean, now th- you get three. Are- there is low, there medium, is, or high. Exactly. There is a, quite a bit of a compression <laughs> ratio, compression rates that you can go with MP3. But the reality is, if you have a good source, there's no reason to push out anything lower than 320. I mean, 128 doesn't make sense. It just, to me, it's um, the, the reality is. I mean, Spotify good, does it because you save money on server costs, and occasionally you do run into some areas where it might even be a little bit of a challenge to stream it, 320 kilobit MP3s. But I. I it's pretty rare that I'm really stuck in in such a, a bandwidth dead zone that I can't at least stream 320 uh, MP3s. There have been plenty of places where I oh I can absolutely not sustain CD quality. Okay, I'll step it down. Um, but like Spotify does it because they're cheap. You yeah. know, like they've they've re- re- consistently fought going high res, and even their Spotify Premium. Is like the best quality you can get on Spotify is the cheapest quality you can get on Amazon or Copas. I, like, <laughs> it, it's it, it's rough. I'm well. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I decided to pay it for a separate license uh, for a separate membership for music. Yeah, I have YouTube Premium, uh, and I already have that included in my my subscription. Um, but I leave my, that for my son and my wife to listen to music on as much as possible. But for me, I, mm-hmm. I truly enjoy now higher quality on my PC. And on any phone, I pick up a phone like, you know, again, with uh, the Nord 20, uh, I know what I'm going to be able to get in, uh, music out of it. I can enjoy the headphones, headphone jack in there. But if I want to step it up, I just plug in my, uh, you know, my USB-C DAC and that's it. It just elevates anything and everything that I'm doing. So um, I will try the IEMs though. I'm going to try them uh, after we're done and maybe tomorrow nice. morning as well. I want to see how the audio plays back. Straight again, off it, of could, the it could be just deck. a really fun pairing. Like if you mm-hmm. spend a little bit more on some good earbuds and you're hooking that up to a reasonably inexpensive phone that that is actually kind of a fun challenge i i like that kind of mix and match where obviously i just held up thirteen hundred dollars worth of earbuds um i i i see what that's you're a, a completely different conversation um it, it, it's so much more accessible to get something that sounds good it's bright it's vibrant it's punchy it does a great yeah. job of reproducing the kind of music that you you like to listen to and you shouldn't need to break the bank to do it and again it's it's incredible to me that now the poor people phones are actually more feature complete in that regard it, than the rich person phones. SD card, headphone jack uh, are, are are foreign languages to flagship smartphones. I mean, other than Oof. Sony's at this point, but you know what I mean. Um, wish YouTube Music did more high resonance. Uh, but play, yeah, no, I know. It, it, but it's it's an issue with it relying heavily on YouTube, and it's basically you know yeah. music. A good a good part of its library is based off of YouTube videos. Uh, so it's it's hard for them to step it up if the original audio source is not 
encoded and built into our library like that. But yeah. again, you you don't get YouTube for that. You get that for a collection of videos and content. This is the way that you looked off while you were saying it too. Uh, but you don't get YouTube for that. Well, you don't. <laughs> Just, I mean, because I you got that I, thousand I, yard stare. <laughs> I I I I I very I I I challenged myself and I tried for the longest time, and I've been a subscriber to YouTube Music ever since the inception of it. From day mm-hmm. one, I jumped on this, and I'm still paying every month for it. But I realize where its strengths and where its weaknesses are. And right now, yeah. if I really want to enjoy my music, I don't turn on YouTube Music. I turn on Amazon. And mm-hmm. I, that's just literally, I mean, with the exception of me maybe going to Tidal, and that was primarily because I, uh, yeah. Tesla has a uh, Tidal built-in streaming player. Sure. Uh, but I stopped paying for my Tesla, um, what's it called? Uh, the connected uh, package, the $10 a month. Oh, There's yeah, no yeah. need for it. So once you take that away, then it literally becomes back to the phone. So I'd rather just play the co- the content that I want to play. So long story short, uh yeah, do, put your money where your mouth is, I guess, in a better way of saying is like, if you want to enjoy it and you say you like good music, you know, pay for it and, and enjoy it. Nothing's wrong with it. That's all I can say. True story. This, it's all because of this guy I met a few years back. And every yeah. time I talk to him, he keeps just opening up my ears to more and more <sighs> beautiful so things. So, uh, but yes, no, uh, long, long story again, enjoy music. Music is a it's a universal language because you can like, it, it, this is weird. Like there are tracks that I listen to that I have no idea what they're saying in the music. Okay. Yeah. And I'm talking about like foreign language. I'm not talking K-pop. I'm talking like just, you know, seriously like Spanish or German it's, or even other languages. It's okay. If you like K-pop, <laughs> BTS we're only going to judge you a little bit. <laughs> BTS army all the way, but you know what I mean? It's, it's more about, um, like I was watching Dan uh, Grounded Tech, you know, we were watching. I was watching him uh, stream uh, Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. The the score that was done there, yeah. the music, the soundtrack on that thing is amazing. And seriously, to enjoy it, to play that soundtrack and enjoy it realistically, you need to have the right pair of hardware. So to me, at the end of the day, what I'm looking at is um, find the music that you enjoy, and it is a, it is international uh, language. This is literally you do not have to understand it, but it will vibe, and you will find the tunes that you like. Just get the hardware to help you get there um, in a hopefully an inexpensive way. Like I said, I I just, I feel like we can cap it, treat your ears. Absolutely. Be nice to them. And, and also, uh, you know, try not to overload them. And later (laughs) in life, you're, you'll, you'll be happier. You'll be happy. You'll be able to hear things. (laughs) That true story. Um, So I I think on that point, we should probably, I I didn't mean to even include the extra thing on the Odysseys. Uh, Those just showed up a a couple days ago and I've been been rocking my socks. That's that's how we roll. um, We've got uh, tomorrow streaming is LaShawn, Holler at your boy. Um, That that should be, I don't know if it's full on ignorant hours, but if you want to watch a crew of techies get belligerently drunk and just like, you know, talk mad trash at each other. That's always a good time. Always. I think there might be another tech fight. Tech King Mike do oh, another okay. debate over the weekend. You've got a stream on Saturday. You're going to be back morning. in on Saturday. Yep. Uh, El Jefe Reviews is going to be on Sunday. So again, if you want to further this audio conversation, you should absolutely be subscribed to Jeff's channel. Absolutely. El Jefe Reviews. Um, and then, uh, Monday I'm back in with, uh, Monday morning news, uh, tech chat show. So, uh, yeah, we've got some good streams coming up. 
it's beautiful. Every day, everything, something for us to enjoy. And of course, if you do, if you do <laughs> want to be able to catch this on the replay, uh, we'll have the audio podcast hopefully going up sometime in early in the morning tomorrow. And, and you know, the reality at the end of the day is, you know, just do better, do more, know what you're getting with your tech, and you'll you'll enjoy them more. Understand what you're getting and set the expectations to what you're you know you're buying. Don't don't expect things that are not part of what you're trying to get to. So, uh, with that being said. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. I see Finn Jacobs just kick, uh, hanging out with us. Hope hey, you Finn, you just made it. We're wrapping up. I know. We're wrapping up as we're finishing here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I uh, hope you guys have a great evening. It's Thursday. Uh, there's still, you know, a couple more, you know, one more day before the weekend. So hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, I'm looking forward to giving, there's going to be a giveaway on Saturday. If you guys are getting a chance to hit it up on the Tune Android Bay. in for Tune Android in. Bay and, and contest it's, it's, giveaway. It's, it's intended specifically for followers. I'm not trying to use this to, you know, build, you know, build Make up. Make sure uh, you're following so, now. <laughs> as TK says, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Then, <laughs> so uh, thank you very much. Hope you guys are doing great. We'll see you next week for another episode of the best of our week. Uh, hopefully, with more things that we can probably talk about that we couldn't talk about this week. Um, thank you, Juan, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> take care, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Take care, Bye, Al. Damn.